cut the crap, the crap, the crap. It's Beaver Kool-Aid. Beaver Kool-Aid. John Lyle, L.A. Lloyd, and Drew Bennett. Beaver Kool-Aid. Check it, check it, check it. Check it out. Let me tell you, pal, my morals never kicked in. <laughs> At any time, my uh, my morals never kicked in. Um, Only if I thought I was going to get my ass kicked, yeah, would my morals kick in. Yeah, yeah. So I've had situations where where you know chicks give me the call, and uh, this was you know way before I was fat, and uh, wore my forever lazy, and uh, and I'd have to say you know I know your boyfriend or uh, you know your husband or whatever. I you know it's not going to happen, and not because they were married or they had a boyfriend. It's just because I didn't want to get my ass kicked. Well, sure. You know, I didn't want to get killed. I tell you, man, women, you know, when they find out that you're married, it's almost like this uh, conquest, right, for them. They think they can they, – they, they tend to hit on you a little bit more when you're married. That's been my experience. How about you, you get Lloyd? Fat, Drew. How about you, Lloyd? Yeah, you, uh, you get hit on more now that you're married? Uh, I think at first maybe, but not as much so now, you know. I think they, I think these moms, they see you walking with your daughters and, oh, he's such a cool dad. But I don't know. Maybe maybe they're doing it. I'm just not picking up on it. Maybe you should stop. Maybe you should stop getting your hair done at Supercuts. (laughs) Maybe I should start wearing a hoodie. I just think, is that that easy? Is mom see you walking with your daughters? You're just walking with your daughters? Look, he's such a cool dad. Oh, yeah. Look at him. He walks with his. He walks with his daughters. Oh well, yeah, man. They're, I like, told you that my, the other day. I'm, I'm like the only guy out I, there. I'm the only I, dude out there. Oh okay. My These are only at home moms. Me. So yeah, that's all right. You know. It's, you know. Yeah, it's, once upon a time, when you're when you're you know when you're younger and stuff is different. But let me tell you, man. Uh, getting older and gaining weight is uh, that's really good. If you don't want to get hit on. <laughs> that's a good defense mechanism. Yeah, I, I've experienced that. I would concur with that. Yeah, yeah. The the uglier and older you get, it's great, man. They just don't they don't do anything at all. And so they it's like you, finally they leave you alone. Finally. Yeah. I don't have so to tired. deal with those girls pick you know, hooking up with me anymore. Thanks. So God. fatigued. You know, I just couldn't stand it in my face all the time. I'm so tired of being chosen as people's sexiest man alive. Look at my ass. Oh, by the thrifty nickel. The thrifty nickels, sexiest man alive. <laughs> Trailer Court News. <laughs> Osaka Soul. <laughs> He's an entrepreneur. Uh, yeah. Well, that's good. Well, I'm glad you guys have morals. And, and I know now that everyone, uh, you know, don't have to think we're sluts anymore. We well, always have good stories. No, I, I'm, I'm sorry, man. I was a slut. This is the feel good show today. I was a slut. I didn't make any money when I when I was when I was doing all this stuff. I wasn't making any money, so I had to have some kind of benefit to it. Well, yeah, you know, I had to, you know, and that was the and that was the benefit. So when the fish were running, I was gaffing. I wasn't having sex, but I was going down to the local Holiday Inn in Myrtle Beach during happy hour because I was so broke I couldn't afford to buy groceries, and we'd go down there and you know pay two bucks for a Corona and nurse on that thing for a couple hours just so we could eat the meatballs at the buffet. And uh, that's all I could eat there in 1986. We just go down to the Holiday Inn, me and two or three friends, buy one Coors Light for two bucks, sit there and eat for a couple hours, and you well, know we might get some that, sex after that. But uh, don't it, tell me, don't tell me that you uh, we had to eat with the moral beast in Myrtle Beach. Yeah, don't tell me that. <laughs> hey, you know what? He was the Joel Oldstein of Myrtle Beach. <laughs> I was waiting for God to give me His favor. There should have been a laying out of hands, my friend. 
definitely. We will never discuss my lifestyle and remember, we will never, we will never be able to relive those moments. Those opportunities will not come back. You got to take advantage of them when they're in front of your face. Absolutely. That's why I'm glad you did, and I didn't. That was the perk of the gig. I don't think your State Farm agent is uh, was picking up on it in his twenties, like maybe you could in you know in the radio world. And I'm still here, and I don't have anything that's with me forever. Look, man, if you're going to go and entertain those girls, you know, that call anybody who calls a radio station to try to seduce the DJ has got something going on wrong in their brain. Immediately. Hey, 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 hey. whoa, 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 pal. Whoa. But most whoa. DJs are just as fucked up as the listeners are in, in most occasions, I would say. No, I, would, I would say that if, if a woman is in her 30s or 40s. But yeah. if a woman is uh, in her mid-teens, I am not... <laughs> Hey, my daughter's turning 12 today. You're starting to make me nervous, John. Good God. You are not to call the top 40 radio station ever. Ever. Even if they do play Justin Bieber. You know, she likes your voice and she knows you have a license. Oh, God. That'd be a driver's license. Yeah. So you got to look at it that way. No, it's not it's not picking up on on telephone people. It's usually meeting people out someplace else. How many people do you think, John, over your entire radio career that you uh, met out romantically uh, after speaking to them on the phone? How many do you think that that was? Well, it wasn't always it wasn't the phone. Uh, You know, you get you you leave the phone alone. Certainly, you know, prize whores. Then you're just meeting people. They come to the remotes. Well, no, no, say, I'm not talking about that. Say, I think that's more of a friendly sort of, oh, hey, I'm here working and you're here too. Hey, what's going on? I'm talking about somebody phone? gets on the phone and says, hey, you know, I know you don't know what I look like and I don't know what don't you know, look maybe, like. Maybe 20. I would say definitely probably the most for me was uh, college. College radio, my first radio gig. These girls definitely were, qualified. and they were pretty, they were pretty hot. Most of them were, you know, yeah, there were some. Went to school where there wasn't anything, there wasn't uh, anything there. We didn't, that's true. That was the only radio station you could pick up in, uh, where I it's went to school. It was outpost. We were, there was no internet back then. So they had to listen to that or listen to their, their, their albums. There was not even yeah, CDs. See, the thing is, is that, you know, I mean, I learned pretty quickly not to, I mean, after a couple of years, not to do anything on the phone, unless I was really lonely. Um, but you know, later on, it, you know, it's doing the mornings for so long that out of, you know, 35 years, I done mornings for what, 27 or so. Yeah. Uh, you know, you know, you ain't picking up anybody on the phone doing, you know, when you're working in the morning too busy, but, uh, no, it's, I gave that up. I just meet people in other ways, but uh, you will still now that forever lazy. That forever lazy is going to take you. Well, places. now they know what you look like. See, there's no mystery right there. You know, Beaver Kool Aid yeah, bringing you well, the whole the package. I'm the glasses. <laughs> yeah, he looks like fucking Grimace over here was... with his forever lazy. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. thought it was a Unabomber, man. I mean, come on. <clears throat> I'm just hoping in time, man, that you know I can get in either your pants, Drew, or your pants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no halo <laughs> here, pal. At least we've seen each other first. Yeah, that's yeah, true. That's true. That is true. Yeah, that's that's the that's the wildest thing because you know uh, that used to be one of the great things about working on a radio is when you're a young guy was uh, the request line. You know, now you certainly don't want to go there because no one uses that. I guess they do a little bit. I still I still think these guys that kiss on a weekend pick up something somehow. I would so, think so. Yeah, I would think so. You mean well, you know, it's not like. Yeah, yeah. 
They're going to meet the computer out on the weekend. Is that what the deal is? Yeah. They're going to meet before, the automated computer. Yeah, before, all that, before all this crap, like, uh, you know, all the computer, you know, online stuff or whatever, that was a, that was a nice little conduit to different people. Well, especially if you were bored, you could sit there and have these conversations for an hour during your air shift, you know, if nothing well, like, else. Yeah, a lot of times it got you through the four hours of standing there, huh? Yeah, sure. No, I've done I, that. You know, Back in the, let's just put it this way. Back at my uh, like second gig when I'm making 600 bucks a month, nice. working 60 hours a week, you know, socioeconomically, I was way down the scale. So you tend to gravitate to the people that are, you know, kind of uh, stuck in the same socioeconomic rut because it dictates how you live. You know, so that's a little deal. So, you, you know, you lower your expectations because you realize I decided not to go to college. So now this is where I need to, you know, I got to be able to to harvest in the grove I'm in. You know what I would do is uh, I would talk to the overnight uh, people uh, at my competition. We would uh, we'd put one another on hold for six hours, and then at six <laughs> o'clock in the morning we'd all meet at Denny's and go eat. <laughs> that's nice. I bet your PD would have loved to have heard that story. That's nice. Yeah, well, that's nice though. I mean, that's nice camaraderie. That's nice. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's a fraternity. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, I hey, know. you know, you're lonely in the. I tell you what, you do that graveyard shift uh, in the overnights. That's a tough shift, man. Midnight you just bring six. you in a big old two liter bottle of Jolt and some crackers. Yeah, you're good to go. So, you know, you bring in that yeah. Jolt to get you through the middle of the night, playing the hits. Well, a lot of these places I worked, there are these women that would go, and that was just like a rite of passage. I mean, they they do all the they do all the the new guys that came to the radio station. Yeah, yeah. So when you come there, you know, there were chicks with reputations. So you know, you're you're a young guy. It's like, okay, I want to be included there. I want to be a part of it. Bands they, are not the only were, ones well, who get groupies, you know. They you know hunt you down. They were radio station groupies, and their thing was that you know they do the whole radio station. Yeah. So you just you know and say, okay, it's my turn. There so did go. you guys ever get a, any uh, listeners that wanted to always bring you food to the station? Oh, yeah. yeah and yeah. see, my thing was one of the first stations I worked at was a little country station um, near Raleigh. And it was a country station. And boy, you know, these, it's kind of like what Lyle described earlier is these older women bringing pies and soup and all this stuff and I was fine eating it. And then all of a sudden, everybody's like, dude, don't eat listener food. Don't eat listener food. And then I friend. got paranoid for the rest of my life and would never do it anymore. I, would, I wouldn't even eat anything. So, yeah. Lloyd, I made this delicious hair pie for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just always get- know that that was always the thing where you're supposed to, uh, to send somebody donuts and eat the donuts or whatever. And then you send them a picture. You're the competition. You send them a picture later on. And it's you sticking your dick through the donuts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That kind of crap. I mean, that's, you know, so that's the whole thing. It's like you never trust listener food. Well, I don't, I didn't, how about though at, uh, at Kenso, John, now you know, for a fact in the break room there, if, if, if there was some food, I don't care if it was pizza, you know, whatever, by the end of the day, that food's gone. I mean, that yeah, was not a, would descend, but I, I never ate any of that stuff. We just, we put stuff back in there just to see if somebody would eat it. There is not a crumb on the table. I don't care what was brought yeah. to that radio station. Someone is going to eat it, but I didn't know if you guys ate it or not. I was, I was no, kind of hesitant. If it, if it was pizza, I would eat it. But if it looked like it was homemade at all, I always thought it was from a listener. I don't touch that shit. Yeah. Yeah. Me we either. put a lot of different things back there to see if somebody would eat it. <laughs> <laughs> just to have fun with it because the word would get out and you have a lot of people that aren't on the air that go and descend oh yeah so, a lot okay, of the sales guys 
You don't a know. Of, a lot of those sales guys come in there. You guys got any free CDs or food today? <laughs> I don't know, man. I just yeah. Here's a here's a collective soul single and a cookie. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Go back up to the other floor. Uh, <laughs> but I do have a Supercuts gift certificate I can give to you. So uh... free Ginobili. <laughs> yeah, looks to me like you've had you've been you've got a whole stack of them. I go to sport clips, man. I don't go to supercuts. I go in there where they rub rub on your neck a little bit while you can watch the game. You know, come on. Okay, well, it must be sport clips at the outlet mall then. Yeah, that's the one. It's, you know, you get the <laughs> the one down in New Braunfels. See, put uh, put sport clips back on the wall, Drew. It's another sponsor yeah. we'll never get. Uh, what's right. going on the big wall? <laughs> right, right, right below the deer. Well, uh, maybe in the next uh, episode of Beaver Kool Aid, uh, we will uh, we will uh, add a few more sponsors to our big wall of uh, never. We'll never sponsor the show. I think we should make that the whore show. You know, where we just try to whore out the show to anyone who will come sponsor it. You know, uh, have the uh, you know the logos blatantly po- plastered all over the place. You know, yeah. The the guys who are supporting us on this side, the guys who don't support us on this side. You know what I'm talking about. Hi. Yeah. Right. Come on. Come well, on. Well, fellas, Come it's, on, been Apple. A, uh, it's been a uh, it's Apple? been a lovely conversation today. It has been. It's to... been uh, all over the place and uh, I'm glad we uh, we uh, we had it together today. It was good. It's fun. I just didn't know I was on with, you know, the you know, the Moral Brothers. So great. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> I thought you were in radio. <laughs> This okay. is going on Joel hey, Osteen's uh, video a, podcast. That's not a bald spot over there. He's actually a monk. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's my yarmulke. I'm switching, man. I'm switching. <laughs> it's Beaver Kool-Aid. Beaver Kool-Aid.